Hello and welcome to Portraits of Clongos, a podcast series that takes you on a journey into the lives of former pupils of Clongos Wood College. My name is Rossa McDermott, and in this podcast series, we will speak with alumni from Clongos to hear their first-hand accounts of the transformative impact this school has had on their lives. Ron O'Reilly is a retired solicitor now from Drogheda, a number of brothers who went to Clongos. He currently lives in Leytown and the good life. Ronan, welcome to Portraits of Clongos. How would you describe your time in Clongos? So thank you for inviting me and I'm delighted to give my views of my time in Clongos. Um, as I said to you earlier, I'm uh, originally from Clarehead in County Loud, which is just north of Drogheda. Mm. And it's a bit of a remote village back in the 60s and 70s. Uh, we literally lived out in the Now head made famous Park. by Rob Carney and Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he, that, that's Carlingford. You're mixing oh, it sorry, up. Right. Our head is a much finer place. Than oh, Carlingford. is it much finer? Sorry. <laughs> much finer. You can, tell, you can tell Rob that. As I say, we were. It, I was one of seven children. I was the second youngest. I had six brothers. Uh, and really, they're the guys I saw from Monday to Sunday. I never really had much interaction with other people till I was 12 years of age. Wow. And then to be tra- then to be transported down to Tongos and thrown in with 70, 72 other lads was quite a daunting uh, thing to face. But uh, I, I remember leaving my dad that day. I was quite upset and homesick. But when I actually got to Tongos and went up the avenue and met a couple of lads and we were called in for tea, I went out and gave my mother a kiss and said, good luck and away with me. <laughs> And she was actually quite surprised. She thought I'd be upset. But I, I actually, I took to the place from day one, Rossa. And um, once I, I got over the initial homesickness, which lasted a couple of months, mm. uh, I, I settled in. And and I have to say, I did enjoy the place. That's not, And I can't say that some of my colleagues, some of my classmates were unhappy. Their homesickness lasted longer. Some of them drifted off and didn't, didn't uh, survive the place. But the, the bulk of the 72 lads who started, I think, did. And... Uh, I think most of them enjoyed it. Uh, you had me down, you came to Clongos to the entrance exam, you actually seen the place before you went there or been to Newbridge, so you had an idea where you were going. Yeah, I did. I had an elder brother, Paul, uh, who is about 10 years older than I am, but he mm. left Clongos in, in 65 and we'd been down to visit him and uh, again, I, I explained, I, I three of my brothers went to Newbridge College, which is yeah. a college not too far away from Clongos. Mm. And three of us went to uh, Clongos. So I had been in Clongos a couple of times. My dad had been in Clongos back in the 20s. So he was very delighted that we were going there. The reason for three going to Newbridge and three going to Clongos, we don't know to this day. (laughs) Uh, Probably because my elder brothers were killing each other at home. (laughs) They wanted to to split them up. So possibly one of the reasons. Parents kind of planning for for you without telling you why. Maybe you're better off not knowing. I know, probably not, probably yeah. not, probably not. And I'd say the disciplines, I mean, you might have taken away from Clongos uh, that you've used in your professional life, your daily life and the way you live today. Would you think yeah, of anything? Uh, yeah, without doubt. I mean, as I say, a bell woke us up in the morning <laughs> at half seven. Yeah. There was another bell for breakfast. There was another <laughs> bell for going to classes. There was another bell for for lunch, another bell for uh, <laughs> go out to play rugby or tennis, whatever yeah. it was. There was another bell for study and then there was a bell to put you to bed. So look, we had this disciplined day which was a completely different from my time at home with uh, mum and dad and the brothers, yeah. um, which was hard to get used to, but it did us no harm. And I think 
I kind of took that discipline and timekeeping uh, through to my professional life and to my uh, personal life th- mm. thereafter. So certainly the values that were instilled in us in those early days certainly stuck stuck with us, without a doubt. You didn't put bells in your own house, no? Certainly did not. No, but, uh, <laughs> it just, no, it just taught you punctuality and it's something I've always been. I mean, yeah. I, 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 as I say in my profession as a solicitor, I had to be in court at 10 or I had to be yeah. in court at 12. I was there and, you know, it, it just was in your head. And that probably came from my time being disciplined in Clongos uh, by quite severe, I would have said, disciplinarians down there at the time. I mean, mm. if you made a mistake, capital punishment was still around, still involved. And if you made a mistake, you got, you got slapped, you got a pandy, whatever it was, and uh, you, you, you didn't make it again. Did there's no harm. You didn't feel it was very tough? Because it kind of eased off towards the end of our time there, but it's probably still very, a very strong issue there, the old pandy bat in your time. Yeah, I think the Jesuits were, were dominant in the late 60s and early 70s, yeah. certainly when I was there. I mean, there was must have been 30 of them of the 50 staff. I think it's only, it's down to some small number now. Five probably, down the cast. Uh, really five, is it? And, they, and I'm not saying they were tough, but they, they, they certainly instilled a discipline in you. And they, as I said, if you stepped out of line, you got, you, got, you got slapped, you got hit and hurt. So yeah, you didn't do it again. And as I say, it did me no harm. Did me yeah. no harm. And your class close? We, yeah, funny enough. Um, I, I think I was explaining there. I, uh, about four years ago, in September 19, I was playing golf in Baltray with Billy O'Sullivan, mm. uh, John Joy and Liam Prendival. Mm. And we, we realised that that was exactly to the week, 50 years previously, that we had entered the Tongos wow. in, September, in September of 1969. And in fact, it may even mean to the day because Billy O'Sullivan's birthday was on the 2nd of September mm. that he entered Tongos. And he said it was, it was his 12th birthday and that he's had better birthdays in his time. So... Uh, <laughs> Ah, but Billy settled in too. He, he's a good guy. Yeah. So the reason I bring that up, that that meeting was because we started chatting about it, uh, I formed a WhatsApp group. Mm. Um, thanks. And Billy was very helpful because Billy knows everybody. But I, I formed a WhatsApp group of the lads who, and it's called September 69. Mm. So when we actually entered Tongos. And of the 72 lads uh, in the year, uh, I have 46 on it. Um, some more active than others. Yeah. But everyone, everyone's delighted with it. They love it. They're, they're reminiscing about old times and they're getting in touch with each other. Some of them are in Manchester. Some of them are ones in Australia. Some are in Canada. Mm. Uh, and a lot, as I said, a lot of the, my school, a lot of the, my colleagues that year were from all over the, the, uh, the country, Rasa. They were literally from all over the north of Ireland, the west of Ireland, the south of Ireland. Uh, Clonmela, the big contingent. Drogheda, the big contingent. I mean, it wasn't a Dublin orientated thing at all. It was really a rural bunch of lads who got stuck together as twelve-year-olds. As I which so that's 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 a big influence. That's a big influence on your life. There's no doubt. Yeah, and it's changed somewhat now. I mean, in my time, our time, a few years after you, it was very much rural against the city folk. And us foreigners are only a handful of people. Myself, Carl Ryan, Mike McManus, who came and lived abroad, and it's sure. very different for us. But the, the most guys came from. Uh, big towns around the country, Arklow, Wicklow, and that was the the divide, most of it, rather than D4 type is uh, from Dublin. Yeah, I think it, is, it, it has certainly changed. Uh, my understanding is that of more recent times, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of lads from Dublin uh, go are sent there, whereas in our time, it certainly was a rural, and there were a couple of foreigners, we had, a, as I say, an Australian and a 
couple of English guys, and uh, no, it was. It, but it has changed. There seems to be a more. I won't say D four, but uh, certainly a more Dublin orientated. Uh, plus, the other thing is that it's a. When we went there in September, we just got home for a, a midterm break, right. and then we were there till Christmas, and then you went back after Christmas. You were there at Easter. Yeah, like there were long, there were long times, and Eight there week, was one of this five day boards. Yeah. You didn't get home at weekends. Uh, you got visits from your parents. I remember my mum and dad coming down to see me and then my younger brother, Mark, who was two or three years behind me. Yeah. And we'd go out to Oberstown House for lunch or go to Lawler's yeah. and Nace for lunch on a Sunday for about two or three hours. And that was it. That was the only time we saw our family from outside outside um, the school. So, And you had to have extenuating <laughs> circumstances to get a late leave or be away slightly Absolutely. later on a Sunday. Uh, that wasn't guaranteed. No, when you went down there, you went down there and that was it. Like yeah. There was no going home every weekend or whinging or whining, you know. So yeah. anyway, again, did us no harm. Did us no harm. And your first abiding memory of seeing the place was what? The the avenue or the castle? Or? Yeah, uh, yeah, driving up. The, again, I had seen it before, Rasa, because my brother Paul, as I say, uh, left in 65. Yeah. So I'd been up and down to see him. So I was familiar with the, the, the physical landscape of the place. Uh but I immediately took to sport and I loved the swimming pool. I loved the rugby. I loved tennis in the summer term. So all of that, again, was to me, it was, it was kind of a kind of a bit, bit of a heaven, you know. Yeah. I always remember some of the lads, I think David Began or some of the guys used to go to Terenure for junior school, would you believe, pre, pre-Tongos. Yeah. And they thought, they thought Tongos was a hotel when they got there. Yeah. Those, those places were really tough and you know and they were only six and seven and eight years of age when you think about it you know mm. well guys who went to kill a she and ring say the exact same they couldn't believe couldn't believe yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right that's right so yeah. it just shows yeah. you uh, so, each their own. <laughs> if they thought longer than the hotel, god, god, help, god. god help them what they what they what they, what they met yeah if they met well, now you get pizza delivered on Oh my God, my you know, God, my God you get up every weekend I mean <laughs> it's a very different dynamic now in fact you know, it's like it is, five it days a week. If you want to go, you can go away every weekend if you want to home, you know. So it's different. But well, I, 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 my brother, who, again, is 10 years older than me, he tells me back in the late 50s and early 60s, it was even more disciplinarian and tougher. And, you know, you never got home from even midterm breaks. Seriously. You had to, you had to wear jackets on Sundays. You had to wear white flannels. It was <laughs> like, by the time we got there, it had... It had eased off and then by the time you got there a few years later Ross I'm sure it had And but it it, it seems to be changing or evolving every couple of years you know Yeah and make sure you brought some of the things back uh, because the 60s I was just talking to Owen Halpert and his brothers remember the, the 60s coming in that influence of everyone being rebel long hair was there and a lot of things went by the wayside that were traditional and make sure you brought some of them back but you're right the discipline the panding went out some things were much more relaxed than your brother would have remembered. Yeah, here, here's 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 a thought. I, when when if you look at the Tongonians back in sixty five, sixty six, they were all short haired, all jackets, <laughs> eyes, uh, white bloody shirts, etc. Yeah. And then you look at us in the early seventies. We we had lapels, we had bell bottoms, we had yeah. long hair. I mean, when you think about it, and then as I say, if you go back another couple of years when Sheila obviously became influential, it went back to the old ways, which right. is. You know, which was probably the right because we we looked like a bunch of scruffs. <laughs> Clean rugby gear. Everybody had matching socks and blazers and shirts and ties. Yeah, and I think in 1971, yeah. it was 71. The six-year picture couldn't be 
published in the Krongorian because I think it was that year there was a protest on God knows what they were wearing that year but it could be published <laughs> yeah it, it was it, it, there was there was definitely a breakdown in, in standards I'd have thought it, yeah it was part of the European the, rebellion in 1968 yeah. and all that stuff the yeah. society yeah. was changing yeah. as yeah. well so the Jays were, as we were talking earlier probably were caught on the hop about how to deal with it and how it seeped into Clongos sure. you know? yeah it but, took a while and it took fellas like Father Shield to to resurrect it and bring it back on on Keel and good good for him good for yeah. him and if you had sons Ron would you have sent them there I, I would I genuinely would because my four daughters uh, I sent boarding and they uh, loved it uh, they're now in their mid-twenties and mm. mid-thirties and they have 20 pals each from their year uh-huh. that they cert- they certainly do hang around with, with and uh, you know I'm go- they're going to weddings and they're going to all these things t- together so a great camaraderie so boarding does that uh, and to answer your question is if I had uh, sons, I almost certainly, yeah, would have sent them to Clongos. But that's a, it's a strong thing in your family as well, isn't it? Yeah, my dad was very keen on it, and um, I, I think they didn't want the responsibility of having six lads out in the head and tower head <laughs> trying to discipline them and educate them and get them to study. <laughs> I, think the, I think the Jesuits, and to be fair to them, they took over all that responsibility hmm. uh, and uh, carried carried it out well. And is there pieces of music that bring you back there, Ron? I was looking at that. Yeah, there are, there is actually. Um, there's in, in our time, the early seventies. There was Led Zeppelin. Stairway to Heaven is a particular favourite of mine. Every time I hear it, I think of the rec rooms and tongos. <laughs> uh, Santana Abraxas. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably, probably before your time. No, it's coming. Uh, in. <laughs> yeah, and then we had a guy called Richard Walsh, Ploughman, as we Plow called man, him. Yeah, he was a big Jetro Tull, oh. um, Ian Anderson fan. And Wishbone Ash. Um, so these are all, if I, every time I hear these, Clongos comes back to me. I mean, Mark Bowl at T-Rex, yeah. <laughs> would you believe, uh, was in our early days. And uh, again, if I, when you hear this music now, uh, it brings back memories of where you were and what you were doing in Clongos at the time, because this is when they came out originally, you know. And you guys have physical reunions where you get together, apart from the WhatsApp group? Uh, not yet. Um, we're what are we? We're fifty three years out. So there's next year will will be fifty four, fifty five, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and there's plans. John Sheehan, who was the captain of the school, is trying to arrange a, a, a get together. Okay. Funny enough, what happened, Ross, in our in my time in Clongos was in nineteen seventy two they created O levels, yeah, which was a, a instead of a five year cycle, it became a six year cycle. And we were the first, about 20, 22 of us actually from the year of the 72 were um, put into O-levels. It was by age. Yeah. All my mates, all, all my friends said that was by, by my stupidity, but it was actually age <laughs> that no, you were kept it, it, back. I can confirm it was an age thing. So if you're going to leave school less than 18, they encouraged you to do it. Now TY that, encouraged that, you to do the extra year. Yeah, we uh, we were the first year to actually do to do that. That was the actual. Oh, first were you? We were the actual uh, guinea pigs. And Ross, I can tell you, I did nothing. I actually <laughs> mucked around. I played rugby. I played tennis. I did everything. I didn't do. I sat nine O levels, and I failed eight of them. <laughs> uh, and I won't. This is an awful thing to say. He's still alive. But Paddy Finan was our Irish teacher. Yeah, and he, and he kind of, I won't say he helped us along. He was actually. Um, <laughs> supervising the uh, the actual exam mm. and he did help us along if you asked him a question 
<laughs> they were external. They were external. They came from the UK. Yeah, they UK, were yeah. O level ex- exams, and I failed eight of them. My dad was not <laughs> impressed. He had spent money, you know, on training for an extra year in Clongus. Kept reminding me of it. Yeah, and uh, so. I, I knocked it down after that. I knocked it down after that. Yeah, but that. the O-Levels was designed to sit a paper, which we did in a year, which is a three-year course or two-year course. It wasn't uh, of any value other than give you a purpose of that year, apart from maturing or a year off. I mean, TY oh, now is just not a year where you do anything except work experience type thing. I know. Thank you, Ross. So, yeah, yeah, I, so, wish my dad take, yeah. I wish my dad had taken that, that view, <laughs> but uh, he, he was not impressed that I failed eight eight. <laughs> Geography, English, fucking um, everything. I just. And what was the I one you passed in Irish? I got our. I have. A, I have an old level in Irish. Not many. Not many can say that. Well, <laughs> we'll tell Chappie Fine when we have our reunion in two months that you're thanking him for getting you that uh, old level in Irish. Tell him, tell him that story. He, he, do you know what? He, he was. He was one of the good guys. He was. He was a kind of. He and he still is. I, I've met him a couple of times, and he's a good friend of my friend Tom Cavanagh. They, they meet. Yeah. Uh, I know Finan was one of the good guys. You know, there was Jack Hayes. There was a couple of some of the actual lay teachers were they were good. Some of the you know, when I think about some of the tough Jesuits, and I'm not being hard on them, but um, they were scary guys. I mean, John Luby was a scary guy. <laughs> Pop Casey, Father O'Byrne. I mean, for a, a guy who just turned twelve and you're trying to learn Latin from an Irish from these guys, it, it, it was a big, it was a big change. A yeah. big change. Any of the names come to mind of good people or bad people? Yeah, well, I mean, we had we had uh, Bertie Brayton was a good guy. Uh, great Ray Lawler, man. Ray Lawler was great. He was the yeah. golf and the cricket, if I remember properly. Yeah. Um, we had Percy Window was the tennis guy. Yeah. Uh, and the the guy first was Lennon is from was he our third line prefect? Lennon. Brian Lennon was it? Brian Lennon. No, Lennon. Oh, no, I don't remember. He was uh, your time, yeah. No, I remember Brian Len- Len- Lennon. He yeah. was our senior coach for our yeah, senior that's right, year. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I'm sorry, well, one other guy that really impressed me at the time was uh, Vinnie Murray. I mean, mm. we all loved Vinnie. He was yeah. uh, just he was just new in Tongas at the time and he was a, from a Gaelic Westmead background. And played yeah. a, he was a, I, think he, I think he played for Westmead. He did, yeah. Talent, but yeah. but uh, he was a really good guy. And our first uh, experience of rugby in Tongas was with Father Colin Warwick, yeah, Warwick, uh, and he was he was he was a super super guy. He's still around, um, Father Warwick. Yeah, he's he's in the the home now. He can't move, walk, uh, but he's still. Well, can, I, well, well, can I tell you about four about maybe about eight years ago? I live up here in Leytown, yeah, and about half a mile away, there's a nun's home, yeah. And I was in my garden one day, and he, he walked into the garden. He says, "You are you rolling around?" And I said, "I nearly <laughs> fell off. I nearly fell off the lawnmower." Yeah, and. Uh, he says, I'm down doing whatever he does with the nuns. Yeah. And uh, and he came in and he had a, he had a, he had tea, he had tea with us that evening, myself and Maura. Yeah. And he had this beautiful foreign accent. I think he spent a lot of time on the missions in Africa. Yeah, he's a convert. He was actually Protestant. He lived in Africa and he converted. Yeah, he, he became a Catholic and yeah, yeah he and lived he, in Africa. He was a good guy. Yeah. I remember he was our third line. He did, he, his room was just outside the big annex in, in, in Tongos. Yeah. His his room was full of rugby balls and rugby boots and things like that, and you know, very again, huge memory of him being a really great, you know. And he he, he brought along this guy Ollie Burke. Do you remember this guy? No. Ollie Burke was a doctor in Dublin. Oh, I he heard about down, this. Yeah. He came, he came down to us every two or three days a week at four o'clock when we left uh, class. We yeah. went out, and Ollie Burke was out in his tracksuit 
and he coached us as under thir- under 14s and under 15s for two mm. years, <laughs> religiously. Yeah. He brought down videos of the All Blacks in the wow. 60s and wow. showed us how to rock and how to maul and all that. I mean, he, this guy just, his, his, his sister was the president, Mary Robson, would you oh, believe. Oh, that broke from uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he lives in, uh, he, I think he lives in New Zealand and he still has a huge, he might be dead now, but he still has a huge rugby influence. Yeah. But this guy, as I say, an MD came down every bloody Tuesday to, to coach us. This is pre-Vinnie Murray times. Yeah. But he had a huge influence on us. Uh, and uh, he really wanted us to win the Junior Cup. But unfortunately, Belvedere beat us. And uh, that was that was the end of that. Was Ollie Campbell on the belt? <laughs> was... No, no. Ollie was a bit ahead of us, actually. Right. He was, was a little old. Little old yeah. <laughs> and was rugby your sport of choice? I always thought it was tennis or golf. Yeah, no, no. no I know. I played rugby. I was on, you know, I, I loved my time and the Junior Cup. And then the senior, I was on in 50 and 60, would you believe? And mm. I played rugby in UCD for a year after I left. And then I played for Drogheda Rugby Club when I was captain in uh, 85, I think. Mm. Uh, and I, I played into my 30s and I loved it, um, traveling all around Leinster, playing different different places. And uh, I played a bit of Leinster junior rugby in very early days, but it was mm. lovely. It was great. And I, I loved it. And if you were to sum up the place in a few words, Ron, what would they be? It's a place I'm proud of. I'm proud of that I went there. Um, people do respect it. I was very proud of them winning the couple of cups that they won after we left. Particularly your year, the 78 year, I think, was, was, a, was a fantastic <laughs> achievement. And then they won it five or six times subsequently. I, 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 I'm proud of guys who get on the Irish rugby team, Dan Sheehan and Tyke Burnham, these guys, because the, my, I have four son-in-laws, Rasa, and they're all from Black Rock and Terenure, or not Terenure, but Ma- Michaels and Marys and things like that. And It's nice to hold your own and half the, some of the team are heading out to the World Cup now are from Clongos. You know, it, it, you, you have a certain pride in the place, there's no doubt. But it's almost unimaginable on the rugby side uh, to have players of that calibre and you can rattle them off in twos it's not just one but it's incredible how that's changed over 30 years 40 years yeah because I was at the, I was at uh, that uh, function they had oh, down yeah. in Clongos there last yeah. November for yeah. and Rory Maroney well a lot of oh, Rory right. Rory yeah. Maroney is our hero he's in our year well he was the first that we in my lifetime I and mean, winning the cup right. was one thing but to see Rory yeah. get where he got yeah. was unheard of it's miraculous yeah. I know there was probably one or two guys before that yeah. years before but then after years, that, the gap was really, huge you know, one yeah yeah, and then Gordon Darcy came along and yeah. guys like that and uh, changed changed the whole ethos of it. So, it, uh, no, no, that was a that is something uh, that I take from Clongo's, uh, those memories, discipline, sport, you know, things I've I kept up and I'm, I'm, to, I'm still do to this day. And there was no bullying in your time, was there? I didn't see it. And, yeah. you know, you, you hear all this. There's a particular guy who was in Clongo's in my brother's time. He And then he left Clongo's in just at the end of 68. He was one of the priests and he went to Belvedere and caused havoc there, I understand. Oh, yes. Yeah. So but you had him. I, so okay, I, so yeah. yeah, you know the guy. I'm, yeah, I, I don't I do, yeah. I want to mention him. Yeah, absolutely. But my, my brother Paul said he was very tough, but he'd never, but honestly, and I can say I was there for six years. I never saw anything. I never yeah. saw anyone being molested or bullied possibly by other you know other kids uh, but no not but it's, it's certainly that's not anything that I, I have a memory of yeah. no I don't think some, in some cases that memory wiping it's just you didn't see it didn't really happen no, I mean and I didn't and you know it's, you know, and it's not something I'd condone or have had to do and absolutely. if I saw someone being beaten up I suppose you'd, you'd, you'd have to help them out you know yeah. so that's, that's part of you and panding was the way it was at the time and you can't uh, 
look revisions at that. That's the way schools ran. It wasn't as strong as that. Discipline was discipline, you know. Oh, but without a doubt. And again, look, it did me no harm, you know. Exactly. Used to say, you know, what <laughs> <laughs> I used to cringe and cry about it, but yeah, nothing you could do. Nothing, nothing much you can do. No, no, I, I would uh, certainly send kids there, uh, Ross. I'd have no, I'd have no issue. Um, and I, 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 I've fond memories of the place. I yeah. have to say. And the same way you did the O-Levels to do an extra year, we got Mark, or Mark, your brother, he didn't do O-Levels. He came straight to join us in the fifth year. So, okay. Uh, so okay. that's why he finished with us, but he started after us because he was uh, he was an older. So the other year, he didn't need the extra year. He needed to leave in five okay. years or in six. So that's okay. how Mark yeah. ended up in our year. And we adopted him quite happily. Yeah, I, I would, uh, I, I'm, very attached to the year I started with, yeah. the 69 year. And it was a bit of a trauma seeing 50 of your friends and colleagues moving on to fifth right. year and yeah. getting serious into the leaving cert cycle. <laughs> and we were there Dawson doing fucking nothing, you know. Um, and then you, then you had to, but the following year, you had to knuckle down to your fifth yeah. and sixth year. So that was, that was, that was, that was, that wasn't easy. Yeah. Uh, because a year in school at that stage made a big difference. I mean, you didn't have an awful lot to do with the year ahead of you or the year behind you. It was, it was just your year. But you have good memories overall. I have, without a doubt. Ron O'Reilly, thank you for joining us on Portraits of Clongos. Mm-hmm.